0: You're listening to The Table Podcast, a podcast created for millennials to talk about spiritual truths, answer your questions about God, the Bible, and all things spiritual, and to give practical advice on how to live out your faith. Here's your host, teaching and young adult pastor at Southern Hills Church in Carrollton, Georgia, Keith Trollinger. What is up, guys? We are getting out of the month of April and into the month of May, and things are gradually starting to open up in our country. Man, this has been an incredibly interesting season, and I would say that most of us at the beginning of the year never even imagined that we would have gone through what we've gone through or would be where we are right now. In fact, right now, many of us would be planning our summer vacation. And I think for some, that is even up in the air, especially as to where you're going or Or what you're going to, or even if you're going anywhere, right? I mean, I'm sure the last thing that most of us even want to think about is a staycation to quote unquote save money. You probably just cringe thinking about that. But I know for a lot of us that may be coming out of this, you may be facing some new realities like having to find a new job. Maybe your workload has changed considerably or your role will take on a new form. Maybe a lot of you guys in education, you still don't really know what the fall is going to look like or even what next week's going to look like, right? And so you don't even know how to plan. There's so much data out there and talking heads, like it's hard to know what to believe and how to even prepare for the future. And it very well could be that some of us have gotten really used to being at home and sheltering in place, and we've almost become comfortable with it and going back out may not be something that we're looking forward to, especially for you guys that are introverts. Like this is the perfect storm for you because you can sort of just recluse into your home and stay off of any anybody's radar. I also think that this has been an incredible time for a lot of reflection. Like a lot of you may be considering where you're working right now and changing what you do. I mean, who knows what's happened in your life in the last two to three months, the things that you've been thinking through, the things that you've been considering, what's been weighing on your mind, how this has maybe brought your family together even closer, or what this has made you realize even more about yourself. This has definitely forced us to think about things. I'm sure of that. Some of us, it's thrived during this season like we have really just sort of come into our own. We've exploded. We've taken advantage of this season to to grow and to mature and to strengthen things. Some of us, man, we've really struggled during this season. I mean, you hear some very tragic and sad stories about dealing with the pain and the emotional toll that this season has taken on them. And so some of you've experienced a lot of highs and lows during this season, a lot of feeling of isolation and, and um, not having people in your life or seeing people so consistently. And then some of us, man, we've just existed during this season, right? Like we really haven't done anything too drastic. We haven't done anything less drastic. We just sort of existed. I don't even know if less drastic is a word phrase there, but that's what I'm going with. But we just kind of existed. We just sort of been doing our thing, grinding it a little bit every day, cooking some food, getting our work done, Netflix and whatever it may be. We just kind of existed. What's made me think about this verse in Romans chapter five, again, Paul is the writer of Romans and he's writing to the church in Rome. So he's writing to this church. It's kind of like the churches that we see all around us. If I were to write a letter to a church, and if I knew that church, and I I knew some things that were going on in that church, or if I knew how well that church was growing, or how well it wasn't, I would write a a letter of encouragement or a letter to sort of just strengthen that church. And so Paul he writes this letter to this Christian church in Rome. And in chapter five of this book, he says this, starting in verse three. He says, "We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials." For you know, we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. So let's go back to verse three real quick. He says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. So let's go back to this verse three. There is no doubt that every single person on the planet is going to run into problems and trials. We are all going to experience some kind of trouble, whether that's trouble in the workplace, whether that's trouble in our family, whether that's trouble with our boyfriend, our girlfriend, our spouse, whether that's trouble at school, wherever it may be, everybody is going to experience trouble. And it's all about how you respond to that trouble. And so this word that he uses for trouble, for problems and trials, the meaning of it is pressure. And it means that all kinds of pressure will press in on you. It's kind of like an olive press. I don't know if you've ever seen like an old school first century olive press, but literally they would take the olives and they would put it in this massive um, sort of instrument that they created that would press the olive and extract oil out of the olive. And so Paul uses this example of saying that you are like an olive and you are going to be pressed in life. And when you are pressed, what comes out of you? Is it fear? Is it anger? Is it anxiety? Depression? What do you believe? Is it insecurity? Is it image? Performance? Measuring up? You're going to experience pressure in all kinds of ways. And so he says, that's a guarantee. You can't escape it. Whether you believe in Jesus or not, we're going to experience pressure. But the amazing thing is that pressure can develop endurance. Now, this is one of my favorite Greek words in the New Testament, this word endurance. The Greek word is hupomone, H-U-P-O-M-O-N-E, hupomone, this word endurance. And the meaning and significance of this word hupomone is incredible. It is a spirit that does not passively endure, but actively overcomes the trials and tribulations of life. Think about the weight of that. It is a spirit that does not passively endure, meaning that it's just hanging out, man. It's just watching life take place. It's a spirit that just exists. That's not what hupomone is. It's not a spirit that just exists, but it is a spirit that is actively overcoming the tribulations of life. Dude, there is so much power in that definition that we possess, those of us who are in Christ Jesus, that dude, we have this spirit that is actively overcoming the tribulations and the trials of life, this pressure. And so what Paul is saying is, is that when you have pressure coming in from every side, top, bottom, left, and right, man, from in front of you to behind you, when you have pressure coming in from every single side, Jesus Christ in you is the spirit that is actively overcoming the struggle that you're experiencing in life. It's not a spirit that lies down and lets the floodwaters go over it, right? Like it's not a spirit that weighs you down, man. It's a spirit that lifts you above the floodwaters of life. It's a spirit that meets things breast forward, chest out and overcomes them. That's an incredible definition that Paul uses here in this word, hupomone. He is saying that when you are pressed like an olive, what is extracted out of the follower of Jesus, man, the person who is learning to know Jesus is a spirit that is actively overcoming struggle. It's actively overcoming pain. Dude, you are not laying down, but you are standing up and you're saying, I'm walking into the storm. I'm walking into it. I mean, a great example of this is most of our healthcare workers today, that's exactly what they're doing. They're walking into the storm with this endurance, this hupomone that is not being passive, but is actively overcoming this virus. And a lot of those who are in Christ, man, they are experiencing the fruit of that. And Paul goes on to say that as you develop that endurance, that perseverance, you also develop a character, a strength of character. This word character is used of a metal that is pressed through fire so that everything under necessary the impurities are purged out of the metal. I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago on our podcast about how when we go through sort of pain or we go through a season of struggle, man, that the impurities have a chance to come out of our life so that we are refined and we are becoming more and more pure, but it's out of this battle, the pressure that a man emerges stronger, that a woman emerges stronger pure, better, and nearer to God when we pass through that fire. And so this hupomone, this endurance that is a spirit that is overcoming tribulations of life produces a character in us that causes us to emerge stronger, better, and nearer to God when we pass through the struggle. And so I would say to us, why be afraid of struggle? Because if what Paul is saying here is true, then it will create in you a greater endurance than you have ever known. And that endurance is eternal. That endurance leads to a character that is developed in you that makes us stronger in Christ, that we emerge stronger and purer And better and so we have no need to be afraid because that character produces in us a hope man to one trouble is the end of hope I mean you think about it to the people that maybe you're friends with or people that you associate with or people that that you hang out with or the people that you're in the workplace with to trouble it's the end of hope my world's collapsing everything's falling apart my life is over this is never gonna get better my life is never gonna get easier I hate how things are. This is how, this is the lot in my life, right? I mean, sort of that's their, that's sort of their mantra. That's the banner that they walk around in, right? They're like, woe is me. It's kind of like Eeyore right? On repeat. And it's like, are you serious? That's your hope that there's no hope? Because the promise is, is that we all are going to experience trouble. You can't avoid it. We're all going to experience it. It's all about how do you see it? Do you see it through the way that Jesus wants you to see hope and how he wants you to see struggle? Do you see it as a way that, dude, I am not going to back down, but dude, I am going to actively overcome this struggle in life this season in life. I'm not a spirit that is going to be passive and just endure and exist, but dude, I'm going to rise up Christ in me, man, this relationship that I have with Jesus, and I'm going to strap on the necessary tools that I need to overcome. And we talked about those tools last week, but I'm going to strap on the necessary tools that I need, man, to overcome and to develop a strength of character, which will produce in me a greater hope. Because to one, trouble is the end of hope. But to the other, it's a challenge to greatness. And so do not allow trouble to be the end of you. Don't because it's going to come. We can't escape it. Allow it to be the thing that strengthens you in Christ. Allow it to be the thing, man, that really defines and develops who you are, that your identity is in Jesus. And through that struggle, man, he is really emerging in you this strength of character and this strength of hope. I mean, I don't like pain, but I do like the opportunity that pain provides. I'm going to say that again. I don't like pain. But I do like the opportunity that pain provides. It's all about how you see it. It's, and really, it goes back to Romans 12, renewing of your mind, right? If you read just a few chapters later, I mean, Paul writes this. He says, don't conform to the pattern of the world. Well, the pattern of the world is trouble is the end of hope. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Christ transforms the way we think. When he transforms the way that we think, then we start to see trouble differently. We have a different perspective on it. It now becomes a challenge to become stronger and deeper in our relationship with the Father and with other people, as opposed to something that's gonna sort of end us or bury us or take away from us. No, man, it provides an opportunity to mature. One of the most amazing examples of this word, monet that for whatever reason I was able to watch unfold came through a couple that had a significant impact in my life. About 15 years ago, they had lost their son. He was around the age of 15, and it was a freak accident. And as you can imagine, this was devastating to them. During the summer months, this family would travel to Maine for the summer months. They had a home up there that they would stay in right on the Atlantic Ocean. And about 17 months after they had lost their son they had made this annual trip every year to spend the summer in Maine and their daughter was a very experienced kayaker and one day she had grabbed one of her best friends and they were kayaking out to an island that was just a short distance from their home and I don't know if you know much about currents and I really don't know a lot about currents that much but I know the Atlantic Ocean especially in colder water can be pretty challenging and so their daughter and one of her best friends went kayaking one afternoon on the Atlantic ocean out to a particular island that was known as a bird sanctuary. A lot of birds would would flock to this island and it was an incredibly beautiful scene. And so their daughter and their daughter's good friend somehow, some way got separated from their kayaks in the water. And around that afternoon, the father and mother noticed that their daughter had not returned when she should have. And so they began to panic and rightly so. And they ended up calling the Coast Guard to begin searching for their daughter and her friend. And the search went on way into the night. And at some point in the night, my mentor is standing in his living room, and he is looking out over the ocean. And obviously, he is feeling many different emotions in this moment. But he felt the Holy Spirit speak to him and whisper to him and tell him that he had his daughter and that his daughter was okay now. And that's an incredible moment, an incredible moment. But what was equally incredible is what happened after that. My friend and my mentor gathered his family And he knew that in a short while, an entire community of people would transcend on his home to bring him comfort and to express any kind of condolences that they could express. But he also knew that these people did not know who Jesus Christ was. And my mentor saw this as an unbelievable opportunity, not only to begin grieving the loss of his daughter not only for him and his wife to grieve the loss of their son still 17 months earlier, but they saw this as an opportunity to show Jesus to a world of people who believed that hope was found in the world and that meaning and significance was found in people and careers and money and wealth and houses. But my mentor and his wife saw something completely different. In this incredibly difficult season, 17 months of losing their son and then losing their daughter, they saw an unbelievable opportunity to witness to a world of people who were lost and who didn't know Jesus Christ. That's an incredible story. Why? Because this couple is the epitome of Hubo Monet. I mean, in one moment, they realize the loss of their daughter, but in the next moment, they see that this opportunity of pain and struggle is providing for them a way to show Christ to the world, man, to show Jesus to be different and to do things differently, and to mourn differently. Does it take away from their struggle? Absolutely not. Does it take away from their pain? Absolutely not. But dude, they were pointing people to Jesus. Why? Because they had this spirit that was actively overcoming the struggle that they were experiencing in their life. And in that moment, that struggle was producing in them a greater strength, a greater character, and a greater hope. And that is a hope that still to this day that they hold dearly to because they know that soon and very soon they're going to be reunited with their son and their daughter and their family for eternity. Why? Because they have that hope. Why? Because they see Struggle. They see trials and tribulations as a way to endure and to gain a greater strength in Christ and to show that they have a spirit inside of them that is actively overcoming the trials of life, man. And that to me is incredible. That to me is hopeful. That to me inspires me to continue to walk out my faith with fear and trembling, man, and to trust that in my struggle and in my pain, that God is producing in me something greater and something that will outlast and something that leads to hope so that whenever I enter into pain and struggle again in the future, I know that on the other side of that is hope. And I know that this incredible couple that has incredible influence in my life, I know that they believe believe that 100% with all of who they are because they exemplified it in that season of their life and they still exemplify that today. And so my question to you is in this season, whether you've lost your job, whether your role is changing, whether you're struggling just to come out of that reclusiveness back into the world as things open up, do you have that kind of hope that is not going to be passive, but that is actively overcoming the trials and tribulations of life? Did you have that hope before. And if you didn't have that hope before, is God bringing you to a place in your life right now where he is building in you this kind of hope? If you didn't know Jesus before this, and now you know Jesus, man, he wants to develop that character, that hoopomone inside of you that produces a greater, greater strength of character. And out of you emerges this young man or this young woman or this older man or this older woman, man, who has put their faith and trust in the father and God is creating you an eternal hope that will outlast anything. I hope that that is your story. I hope that that's becoming your story. And I hope that you lean into that, man, that you lean into truth and that you are encouraged by that today, man. Well, that's all the time that we have today. I really hope that this has finds You having a really awesome week. And if not, I hope that you are encouraged. If you need to reach out or if you have any questions or you want further conversation on this matter, I want to encourage you. You can email me or you can find me on Facebook, Keith Schollinger, or you can DM me on Instagram. If you like this podcast, please continue to share it with other people and be encouraged by it. I hope you guys have an incredible week. I love you guys. And we will see you this time next week.